Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back, my kindred, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am Savanya Dracul, your host through this world of darkness. The coterie determined that the likely culprit behind the animal attacks was Harvey, thanks in part to Doris' sketch of Jiro's flower shirt man. Val found Mr. Kitty's collar in a pile of bodies. Evangeline questioned Jiro kindly and helped assuage the Kishimoto's fears, and Everett confronted Harvey, who admitted to killing the animals to calm his beast. But can Everett and Harvey contain their beast during this delicate standoff? Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. Everett, you are trying to convince Harv that he needs to allow himself to come in when your beast rises to the fore. And it's because when you look into Harv's eyes, anyone else might think that he was just questioning your decision. But for you, he is clearly going to fight to get out of here. Which means from your version, you are doing the violence that is necessary. And from anyone else's opinion, you are becoming the bad cop in an 80s movie, bringing a suspect in who should not be brought in. What do you do? I think what I'm about to do and what I'm about to say are like incongruous, but it's because of my skewed perception. Yep. So I grab him by his Hawaiian shirt and reach for my cuffs and also say, Harv, do not do this. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I just I want to make some points, but you seem real scary right now. You do not hear that. You hear him say like, fuck you. Fuck the sheriff's office. I'll kill you. <laughs> uh, and I'm uh, I'm wrestling him to the to the ground and, and trying to cuff him. <laughs> Right, let's let's fucking do this. <laughs> Known for uh, my goodness. physical prowess, let's see how this goes. Great. Harv is going to rouse to uh, add clarity to this. Oh, look, a cop's using too much force. What? What's going on? He fails, so he's oh. now got one hunger. All right, he is just defending himself. He's not trying to attack you, so that gives him some bonuses. So you are trying to wrestle him to the ground. Uh, strength and brawl, because you are trying to do damage now okay. uh, to prevent him from doing what he's doing. He is defending. It's another dice pool of three. The lucky number that got me into this mess. One success. Four successes for Harv. Oh God. So you uh, did you add the additional die because you are good at grappling vampires? I did. Okay. Normally and... my, my brawl stat is empty. I get one for <laughs> fighting kindred. <laughs> uh, you grab him by the shirt and attempt to wrestle him to the ground, and he just blurs backwards. He's moving so quickly, leaving you with a handful of torn shirt, and now he is behind the squad car staring at you being like, this ain't how I want to do this, man. I, I, I just, I'll just fucking leave. Uh, you hear fuck you cop. And he pulls a gun and is how <laughs> your 
your be- your beast sees this moment. No. Oh my god. That's how what I see. I have to draw my weapon uh, and I have to get on the radio. One hand on the radio, one hand on my gun drawn, uh, and I say, uh, uh, "I need backup." Uh, and uh, we have to be there by now. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say you're inside. Uh, you're inside the comedy club. You've had the speakers playing. You may have headed up, but there was no sign that this was going to be a conflict. If mm. he fires his gun, this will change the game. He's also hitting the radio right now. Uh, I just want to uh, see what this moment is, which is like backup. And what do you do? Yeah, it's my weapon raised, and I say. Uh, Harvey, put the weapon down. I ain't got no fucking weapon. Uh, and he's going to try to to blast you with his presence. So Harvey is actually a charismatic vampire from within his own abilities. Okay. Uh, so I need you to roll me composure plus wits. Uh, yes. Um... Can I add my unswayable mind? I add yes. Unswayable mind would be a factor to this. Yes. So composure plus wits plus my fortitude score. Yes, that would be it. Okay. God, that actually is a lot of dice. Um, Composure. Wits and fortitude. Okay. It's all my (laughs) d10s. Sorry, guys. One second. It's a lot of dice. (laughs) (laughs) Six successes. And he only has four successes. So he fails uh, to penetrate the the red shield that is is tinting the world around you. Uh, This is all happening simultaneously. Doris, you were the closest to the front door. So you are going to make it out of the front door to contribute to this as it's happening. Uh, Val and Evangeline, you are actually Evangeline. I will let you roll. You both can uh, Dex and athletics to see if you can get through this place fast enough to contribute to what's going on outside. Cool. Dex athletics, just one success for me. Uh, two successes. Okay. Uh, neither of you makes it out the front Shit. door. Uh, Evangeline, you are close. Val, you are just not used to this, like, no. heavy how your joints work with some of the metal body yet. Speed is yep. not your friend. Uh, Doris, yeah. you burst out the front door and see Everett with a gun raised yelling, lower the weapon at Harv, who is unarmed at the end of the, at the rear part of the squad car, which you'd parked right up against the street. Just clearly trying to use presence on oh Everett. You recognize those eyes, and it is not working. Oh, my God. I'm compelling Everett. Okay, compel. Second time, buddy. We got to get this shit under control. <laughs> what do you say to get him to look at you? Because it requires eye contact. Um. Uh, she's just gonna say, um. Uh, if I may, Mister Fry. <laughs> Everett, would you glance over or no? Just to confirm my perspective. Harvey has said, fuck you, I'll kill you. Fuck you, I'm not going with you. I'll kill you. Yes. And I see a weapon in his hand. Yes, and it is aimed at you. I don't think if I may, Mr. Fry is going to cut it. Okay, well then she's going to go up and like, just I... stand in your face. Okay, Great. That's a, yeah. She's going in front of you. Would you fire, Everett? Harvey's my friend. And he hasn't shot yet. I'm not afraid of bullets. That I think is, I think because Harvey's my friend, I think because we both go way back. I think it, it hurts me to be doing this, even though it is this beast kind of uh, um, in, in influencing my behavior. You know, I think even even under these circumstances, I would I would want so badly to not have to do this that I would wait for Harvey to shoot first, but I am ready to shoot. All right, then yes, the half second hesitation is enough for Doris to get between you and Lockeye. So what are our dice pools for this, Doris? Um, Mine is uh, charisma plus dominate and his is intelligence versus resolve. Intelligence versus resolve and your unswayable mind will also be a factor into this Everett because his mind is a fucking lockbox. Ooh. Mm. All right. 
One, two, three, four successes. And Doris, you just because I didn't say this before, but you could rouse if you wanted to add an additional die to this pool. Oh, yeah, let's do that for sure. Great. So you need a rouse check to see if it adds more hunger, which it won't yep. do this roll. Okay, so it adds more hunger. And that's another success. There you go. So you got that there. I have four. Two of them are crits, but they're not on hunger dice. Okay, so they just add more successes. That means you jump to six. Okay, so I have six total. Oh, fuck. Against okay. five. So Doris tries oh. to compel you, uh, and it's like she's knocking on a door that's not there. Everett, inside your mind, you just hear the dulcet tones of Enya start to play <laughs> and then just crap back to zero because you are in uh, a gun duel. God damn. Uh, Harv turns and runs. I will not fire on him, but I will chase him. Uh, I will into the radio again because I only see Doris in front of me. I'll say, uh, he's running, he's running. And I'm I'm chasing after him. Great. It'll be uh, Dex and Athletics. Okay. But I will say you are at minus one die that you would normally have in this pool because Doris is in front of you actively trying to block you from doing the thing you were doing. Dex He'd probably try to jump on your back like athletics. a spider. Oh, even better. Okay, we got to roll this first to know whether or not you're spidered. So, Doris, can you roll me? Uh, I would accept strength or dex uh, and brawl or athletics. Depending on if it's I like have a. Nothing in any of the. I know. Okay, I have three in dex. Um, all right. Uh, that's two successes. Okay. Everett, can you roll me a dex and athletics? Uh, dex and athletics. I'm sorry, I'm not at minus one yet. Uh, not yet. Okay. So definite death and athletics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's just a Freudian slip of what's going to happen, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> one success. And you had two successes, Doris? Yeah. All right. Doris is now clinging to your back <laughs> like a spider. Okay. Uh, so so the same you get to roll yours. One less you will die. be minus two because minus two. she okay. had two successes. So I'm just okay. Calvin balling this a little bit, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm up for it. <laughs> I think she's like for for picture. She's got like she's on your back and she's got her like hands. <laughs> Tyler has left the room. <laughs> Tyler fell. rolled the dice and walked out of the fucking room. <laughs> oh no! Oh, dude, what is happening? On my two dice, that is a messy success. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck is happening? happening? <laughs> okay, if we want to get even crazier. I rolled two dice. <laughs> a 10 on which both. Which gives you four successes and a messy successy. However, Harv has six successes, including a messy successy. Oh my God. <gasps> so Harv blasts back towards the club. He's doubling past you as he saw Doris happen. Uh, and he is just grabbing Evangeline, who's coming out the door, and throws Evangeline at you and Doris Ooh. before he blurs uh, into the distance and away. So I have to roll the weirdest check in the world to see how throwing a vampire works for him. <laughs> uh, because you would have been slowed just a hair by Doris climbing on you. So he gets to act first out of these, these moments. Oh, it's a messy successy though. Fuck. Okay, Everett, what you're actually going to do is reach behind you and throw Doris and bolt after Harv, which means Doris and Evangeline are hitting each other in the <laughs> air because they're coming from opposite directions. Oh my gosh. So can you roll me a dex and brawl, Everett? Yes. Uh, two successes. <laughs> And Harv also gets two successes. Uh, so both Evangeline and Doris, you both take two superficial damage from getting hit by the other person in midair and falling to the ground. Uh, Harv is around the corner and out of sight, Everett. I know where he went, right? I, I saw him make the turn, so I'm I'm going. All righty. We're, we're going to roll the same checks as Val. You step outside and see your two friends on the floor and Everett running around the corner the fuck is happening i've never been used as a weapon before also mr fry's gone insane 
You might want to get him. Yeah, Which they, they both took off running. You can see Everett booking around the corner on the right. Now, All because right. you are not in a room full of chairs and innocent people, for your pursuit, Val, you can now use strength. So All it will right. be strength and athletics for your pursuit. Everett, you are in pursuit. I'm imagining you're still a dexterous guy. So even under these circumstances, you would be uh, dexterity and athletics. Uh, and Harv will also be dexterity and athletics as poor Doris and Evangeli just have to get up off the ground. All right, Everett, what did you get? I have three successes. Val, what did you get? Just two. This body is fucking me up. <laughs> uh, Harv also got three successes. So Everett, you have managed to maintain distance with Harv, but he is sprinting and he is shockingly fast. You can see that this is vampire-enhanced sprinting. If he gets away, he's away. You're not going to be able to catch up to him, but that pursuit continues. Val, you get around the corner, and you're seeing this distance just get longer. Yeah. Do you give up? Do you go back for the car, or do you keep running after them? I think it's she's going to keep running after them because the hope is that Everett, someone will stop someone, and a fight will happen, and then she can catch up. So, Great. Doris and Evangeline, you are by the vehicle. Do you go after them in the squad car? Or do you stay where you are? Oh, hell what do you yeah. Do? She's going to um, uh, she's gonna be like, uh, Evangeline, to the car. And she's just going to like scramble up on top of the roof of the car and like brace herself <laughs> in the side <laughs> of the yeah. lights. Uh, yes. And Evangeline, normally Percy would chase after someone. She's not going to let him. She's going to tell Percy to get in the car with her. Great. Can you roll me a charisma plus animal Ken plus animalism? Yeah. It'll be difficulty two. Charisma plus animal Ken plus animalism. I can't believe I'm factoring a dog into this, but just what I have to. <laughs> it's only one success. Percy does not listen and runs after the Shit. vampire. It's always difficulty too, even for a basic <laughs> Yeah, I know. No one will let me make this simple. All right, so <laughs> Percy is booking it. Now I have to make up stats for him. Uh, you are in the car. So this will be Evangeline. You will be driving. Yeah. Doris, I will allow you to add one die to Evangeline's pool. So you'll roll one because you told Evangeline to get in the car, which meant she didn't have to think. She just went. Percy is on foot. Okay. I will roll for uh, Percy. Uh, and for our chasers, it will be strength and athletics for Val. It will be dex and athletics for Everett. It will be dex and athletics for... Uh, for Harv, and it will be Dex and Athletics for Percy. So, uh, I only roll one dice? Yep, just one die. Yeah, it's a one. Alrighty, so that does not help you, nope. uh, Evangeline, but let's see what you roll. What am I, me? Yes. Am I doing Dex and Drive? You are doing Dex and Drive, yes. Yeah, okay. Okay, I got a normal critical and four successes, so six altogether. Okay, so you had two tens, yeah, plus, plus the extra, so six altogether, which is good. I got one fucking success. I'm gonna lose my fucking famulus. <laughs> so you you uh, jump in, start the car, like hit the gas, then realize you forgot to put it into drive from park, shift it from park to drive, and pull around the corner. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got the uh, you'll you do have the opportunity to catch up. It is much easier to catch up in a car than on foot. Yeah, but you are you are behind on this one. Oh, God. Okay, what does the dog do? <laughs> oh, Percy. Okay, Percy only has two successes, so Percy is basically, because he's tiny, running at the same speed as the car along the sidewalk. <laughs> so you, you have eyes on him. He's matching you, just side by side, going down the street. Uh, Everett, what was your number of successes? I rolled one success and then a bestial failure. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi there, I'm Tom McGee, and I love stories. And odds are, if you're listening to our shows, you do too. So, if you're wondering how you can help support our storytelling and world building and these 
wonderful characters and their sometimes ridiculous journeys, you can head on over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. There you'll find a variety of different levels and different perks starting from as low as a dollar, which gets you into our Patreon-only Discord where you can talk about the latest episodes, all the twists and turns, and just generally hang out with some truly lovely people. There's a whole variety of levels with everything from advanced episodes, ad-free feeds, to of course at our $25 level getting to create your very own character who appears in some of our shows and sometimes becomes a a long-running friend or foe of our characters. So, if you want to get involved, if you want to help us tell more of these stories, then head on over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And help us create more of these fun adventures together. Jesus Christ. It's one hunger die. I don't. I can't believe how much I'm being <laughs> fucked by one hunger die. The odds on this are astronomical. Uh, Val, what did you roll? I rolled the six successes. Six successes. Hell yeah! And then you have the bestial failure, Everett. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Why won't anything stop happening? Okay. Harvey <laughs> rolled six successes. So he blurs into the distance and he gets away. Um, he just blurs around a corner into an alleyway. Uh, he he disappears from sight. Everett, you are still with gun in hand, totally freaked. Val, you managed to pick it up. Now you, you've gone from being the Schwarzenegger Terminator to the T2 or like mm-hmm. the T-1000 where it's just sprinting forwards. <laughs> but the problem is... As you catch up to Everett, who's seeing that he's losing a foot race, his beast says you are going to take this prey from him, and he turns and attacks you. Okay. In the street. Uh, The car comes around the corner, and you now see Everett attacking Val. Oh, my God. Harv is nowhere in sight. So I have a question about um, my extinguished Vitae thing. It says, like, I increase someone's hunger. Does that weaken them? Like, is that a like, is that a way to help them lose a fight? It will be a way to cause them to have more bestial failures or mm-hmm. messy success. So it's a way to push them to lose control. If their hunger's low enough, you can actually push them into passing out, which is what you oh. remember the children of Lilith were doing, where they were like sucking the life right. out of people. Okay, so they did it with a team of like three or four vampires at once, which is why somebody could go from like conscious to unconscious as a vampire. Yeah. Okay. You've got a slower version of that. Okay, so that wouldn't that wouldn't be helpful. Um, great. Well, uh, she needs to get close enough to try to stop him with her mind again, but it's not okay. working out well for her today, and she's very vexed by this. I will say, I need a drive check from Evangeline to get you to the point where you can influence this fight. So this will be the yeah. first thing we do because I need to know. What happens. Yeah. So let's drive in decks again. Yeah. Drive a dex, yes. Oh, finally, four successes. Hell four yeah. successes. Yay. Okay, as this is all happening, the car has been speeding up. Evangeline hits the brakes and actually spins the car so it stops facing the fight. So, Doris, you were on top of it. You were looking at Everett and nice. Val. Uh, oh, God, how's Percy doing? Wow. Good for Percy. Six successes. So Percy runs all the way up to the fight and is not involved, but is at the side just like barking so fucking angrily at Everett. Just like, bark, 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 bark. Like he's just trying to like, he thinks this is fucked up. Now what I need to know are Everett, you are turning to attack Val. Val, you are running but are aware you are going to be attacked because he is not subtle in turning all the way around and he has a gun in his hand. And Doris, you are on top of the car now facing them as this goes to shit. What do each of you do? I'm going to try to make him stop. Everett, uh, with a gun in his hand, is using his other hand, uh, clenched into a fist, just turning around and with like the full torque of his hips is going to try and sock Val in the face with one good punch. And you can hear him saying, he is mine. Val seeing that coming is just going to try to wrestle him to the ground, just wrestle him to the ground and pin him, overpower him if possible. Great. Doris, what do you yell to try to get Everett's attention? Because Val was to the right of him, so he spun away from the vehicle. How do you get him to look at you? This will include a roll this time. It's not just determined one way or the other, but... Ooh. Um... Oh, my God. 
Uh, what do I know about Everett that would cause him to... I don't know if there's a way to distract this guy right now. Um, it could be a lie. It could be a truth. It could be anything. Um, yeah. Her, um, she's just going to yell something like, I've got Harv. Ooh, I like that. Nice. I like that. Okay, let's get a uh, a manipulation, and I would accept subterfuge or persuasion. Um, or insight, if it's you figuring out the right light. No, time. I can do, I can do uh, persuasion. Uh, that gives me six dice to work with. Come on, babies. One, two, just two successes. Two successes. Uh, Everett, can you roll me a resolve and a brawl? It's a good, it's a good itty bitty dice pool. I want this to happen to me. <laughs> can you imagine if like some humans were walking by and just saw <laughs> this scene? Like, could you imagine Jesus. an no, additional no amount of, success? of, of friend? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are, you, are you serious three dice two tens one on the single Shut fucking hunger up. Die. what is happening to everett so everett how hearing... do these people run a fucking secret society like <laughs> <laughs> well, i mean i get no up one... in the morning and i decapitate my wife because i just flipped out like <laughs> like how... oh anyway i mean if we look at the ratio <laughs> of messy successes to bestial failures to general roles You've gotten all of them somehow. <laughs> like, I legitimately think your dice are probably not balanced. I will just throw that out there as, like, try some different yeah. dice. But now we are going to resolve this. How this changes things, Doris, you said that you had Harv as a way to get his attention. Unfortunately for you, Everett, you now think Val is the reason you did not get Harv. So I am going to give you two punches on Val. Uh, and they are punches at nasty, vulnerable spots of the vampire body that you are aware of. So if you could roll me uh, strength plus brawl, and you are fighting kindred, so you get the additional die. Val, uh, it is dex and athletics are the the dodge stat. So let's see what you roll against the first punch and then the second one. Oh, I see. I'm going to dodge first before I... I can't just hug him while he's uh, You are going me. to hug him, but I think for me, I look at it and it's like, you're going for torso. He's going to get a hit in and the messy success okay. means he's just like frenzying. So, Holy you know, you'll way. tank the hit and then you'll be able to go for the grapple because you have to cool. close to get there and he doesn't mm -hmm. have to close to throw a punch. What was it? Athletics and dex? Dex. Okay. Rolled 110, which I think just is That's one just success. a success. Yep. Yeah. I got two successes. Two successes. Uh, you just tank it. The first hit doesn't even hurt you. But Everett, you throw one more. One more. Uh, one success. Am I dodging again? Same defense roll there, Val. One success. That is a tie, which means the hit will go through, I'm going to say. But it's just one point of superficial damage. Mm-hmm. I'd say the first hit he the first shot he he the punch he threw was a torso hit and he hit the new titanium reinforced ribs on the one side so nothing came through then his other one came through and it was an awkward furious punch that tags you in the ear which always hurts no matter what even I'm though it's not the, the most important hand that's what it is and too. he has a gun in his hand which will add another superficial damage that oh, actually fuck, goes sorry. up to two that's right it's <laughs> worth noting uh and then the grapple happens this is the big tackle of the train coming at you so this will be a strength and brawl for you val do you have a specialty in grappling i do have the grapple yep add another die for that hmm. uh everett i will say your resistance to this will be strength and brawl okay. there's no dodging this you were busy throwing punches yeah all right this is my new strength so this is 10 dice coming at you <laughs> <laughs> Please finish me. <laughs> six six successes. Excellent. I only got three. Okay. You are tackled, Everett. You are pinned. Uh and you have a a a long awkward moment where you are trying like what is the last hateful thing you say to Val before your haze lifts? Before like the fervor of Yeah of the beast leaves i think there's just general 
struggling and writhing in futility underneath Val, who has got me completely locked down. Um, uh, and I think it's just, he's mine. He's mine. I had him. He's mine over and over again until the fugue state kind of leaves. Get fucking control of yourself, Sheriff. <sighs> You're right. I'm, I'm sorry. It was, it was another episode. I, I don't know what happened. Uh, I'm sorry. He, he like He's on his back. He like looks up, cranes his neck up, which is to look <laughs> skyward and then along the pavement to see the uh, the cruiser uh, uh, and just kind of says, uh, we get him. <laughs> Doris looks down at you from above the car. <laughs> no. All right. That's, that's my fault. Uh, thank you. Officer Miller, I'm, uh, I'm good. I'm good. Sir, you were saying he had a weapon. He didn't have a weapon. And you were pointing your gun at him. Oh, God, Harve. This town is going to go to shit if you don't get your shit together, sir. She looks fucking pissed. Yeah, Everett doesn't have anything to say. I mean, she's right. She's 100% right. And as the yes. weight of that hits you, Everett, you do take two stain against your humanity for attacking and hurting a touchstone. Oh. Val will, will get off of him and then also help him up like underneath his under his arm. And just stand him up. Thank you. <clears throat> uh. And Doris is going to kind of get off the car and like stand and like give him a very like stern look and she's like five foot one so she's having to like she's got her arms crossed and she's craning her neck up i was gonna say or do you stand on the hood of the car so you can look <laughs> yeah. down at him you can look down on me from top of the car no no like you just better. see Please this continue. like small child staring up with you with one milky eye um and she just says um i don't know how things worked where you came from mr fry but this isn't going to work around here. What are we going to do about you? I don't know. I'm the sheriff. There's no one above me. There's the council. They keep finding out about this. They'll probably have me executed and y'all have a new sheriff to work for. I don't know, maybe that's for the best. There's not going to be another fucking sheriff. You're it. You just right. have to learn to fucking control yourself. Josiah well, I don't teach know you that? how to do that. I... <laughs> Sire, that's what the one who went and changed me. Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. No. She and I had a phone call while I was getting chased out of the fucking state. That's about all the contact I had with her. Call her on the phone every now and again. Then maybe that's something we could fucking talk about and work on. Uh, is there a spell, Ryan, that I could, like, start learning to, like, that would be advantageous to this scenario where a sh vampire just keeps losing his shit? I think this is definitely an area where you could dive into research. Like, yeah. you may not know the answer to this problem now, but if you put that at the top of your list, yeah. you've already solved bloodstones they're being made, you've solved the other thing, you've got some stuff from the Children of Lilith, you have some materials from Marjorie, and you have your own background. This is a very good mystery for you to start looking into. Yeah. Where it's like, special circumstances, you know, vial of blood on me, like, vial of his blood on me, and I can, like, somehow use it to, like, calm him the fuck down. Um, it would be very invasive and not used for... You know, like, it would probably be very, very bad magic. Very, very bad. So the but. other thing that is an option that you would be aware of, and Everett, you would be aware of this as well because it's factored into your adventures. None of you have tried this before, but staking a vampire through the heart does not kill them. It paralyzes them. Yeah. Yeah. So if somebody yeah. is frenzying or going crazy or doing any yeah. of that, that does damage to them, no question. But it doesn't kill them. It's the way to just be like, and bam, better than handcuffs. You're not going anywhere. Yeah. Doris wouldn't necessarily, her brain wouldn't go there because she just doesn't have the strength to do that. No, um, but Val's might. So I'm just but, floating that for yeah. like the group. The other what option would be like, oh, 
crossbow. That's what I was going to say is, do you want to build something so you can tag him with a stake from a distance instead of having to wrestle him for one? Or Val, she's fine wrestling him. She feels like this worked fine. <laughs> like, yeah, no, not a problem. I got right. it. But I think <laughs> if we look at that, I mean, Doris, you can look into spells moving forward. So there's probably something that can do this, or you may be able to find something peripherally that would be useful. Val, you've already got a stake. You're super strong. And Evangeline, you're inside the car while this discussion is happening. And the reason you haven't stepped out is that Ray Hannibal has started talking to you from the back seat. <laughs> He's like, hey. That's some police brutality shit out there. You think I, 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 I will tell the whole goddamn town if you bring me in and you lock me up while you're doing this shit. He pulled a gun on him for no reason. I mean, look at those windows up there. And he just points to some of the two-story buildings across the street. And you can see people just closing blinds really furiously <laughs> to not see what is happening here. He's like, you people are fucked up. No, $200 a ticket is fucked up. And and Evangeline like releases the locks on the door, uh, turns around on like un opens the door, uncuffs him, and and just says like, "Get out of here." Okay, okay, okay. And he's fucking gone. He's not gonna. He's not gonna like stay here to talk shit. You people. It's are like nothing. No, like Evangeline, was like not like nothing's gonna be gained from having a conversation with him. So just like get him out of here as quickly as possible. Everett wants to just bolt like over the hood of the car or whatever to the street where Ray is running, not trying to nab him or anything like that, but he does just want to shout out because he knows it's going to be hard for him to get in touch with, with Harvey right now, given what just happened. He's not gonna be able to call him up and be like, Hey, so could we talk again? Uh, so he just shouts out, tell Harv, I'm sorry. And to get the fuck out of town. Ray just keeps running, man. He's not, you're, you're fucking nuts. So he he just bolts around the corner. Uh, the crowd is starting to come out of Zany's, having seen police walk into the whole place and then sprint out of it uh, to see the squad car in the middle of the street uh, and Ray taking off around the corner. What do you guys do? Val's going to go to the car. Is Evangeline out of the car? Val will get the driver's yeah, seat. Evangeline's yeah, Evangeline's out now. Yeah. So she'll get in the driver's seat and turn the car back on. And Are we done? Yeah. Uh, Evangeline's just going to kind of like walk back with kind of her hands up. Um, uh, just uh, and and just say to everyone, it's like, all right, everyone, nothing to see. It's all shows over. Let's just all get back to our normal lives. Thank you. Evangeline, can you roll me a wits and awareness? Uh, no successes. That's good to know. And can you roll me a charisma plus animal can plus animalism? Yep. Charisma, animal can, animalism. One success. Jeez. One success. All right. Don't, Ryan. <laughs> uh, Everett's running around the corner. Doris, can you roll me a wits and awareness? Yes. Um, two. Okay. Uh, two successes. Wonderful. Doris. Evangeline yes. is worried about the crowd and climbing into the vehicle, ushering Percy in along with her. Val has gotten into the front seat and Everett is getting into the passenger side. You can hear the crowd pouring out of the front of the comedy club. Again, there's only like 20 or 30 people, but it's more than you would think and still a small crowd. However, you hear the quietest meow coming from that crowd area. What do you do? Obviously, oh. everybody else wants to leave, but you've heard a meow. Oh, I'm just going right to it. So Doris scrambles off the car and heads towards the front of the club. Do you say anything to the crowd that is coming out, or are you just focused on finding this sound? Um, uh, I think she's saying, um, everyone be calm. It's official police business. <laughs> I, I'm saving a life. 
So you dash through the crowd. They're, they're not going to fight you on that. Uh, can you roll me? Ooh. Okay, I'm going to use a cult as the skill because I feel like that's going to represent your your cat relationship is a cult based. Okay. Uh, and I would say wits. Wits and a cult. All right. Come on, dice. Come on. Uh, one, two, three. All right, for three successes, uh, you, you enter the front of the comedy club and you see a small cat come around the corner uh, with a post-it note on its back. And the cat looks up at you. It's a little calico. You know, it's just, just moving a little comfortably, a little nervously. And it looks up at you. And you look down and you see the post-it note on the cat's back says, pre-show snack. <laughs> but obviously Harv isn't here to eat this cat. Oh, my God. Did uh, you ever ask Jiro when you were off camera what Mr. Kitten looks like? Um, Because you had a whole conversation that took place where I know you didn't in the interviews with us. But oh, yeah. They talked about the cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. This matches Mr. Uh, Kitten perfectly. And you notice he does not have a collar. Then she's going to pick him up. And she's going to kind of like hold him up under his arms and, and look at him dead serious in the face and say, uh, you're no one's pre-show snack. <laughs> and then she's going to like stuff him down the front of her shirt. <laughs> Great. Uh, so you've got Mr. Kitten. Uh, do you go right on top of the car? Does your behavior change now that you have a cat with you? Where, where no, do you go she's holding on to the car with one hand and holding this cat in her shirt together. <laughs> Amazing. Do you do you just let them drive you back to the station? Do you say anything to the rest of them? What 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 is the result of this as you come back out? Um I think like she just goes and like sits on top of the car with this cat in her shirt and like holding on and she just kind of looks at them with this expectation of like why don't you understand what's going on? <laughs> we have to bring this cat back to this boy. You have all seen Doris climb off the car as you're ready to peel away, walk through the crowd into the club, and walk back out clearly hiding something in her shirt. She has climbed on top of the car again and then is leaning over the side looking down at you through the window, Val. What do you do? Chris, did you steal someone's cat? I found Mr. Kitten. Oh. Wait, what? I found him. Here at the at the club? It said he had a note that said pre-show snack. And believe me, I have feelings about that, which we will discuss later. I have oh many feelings God. about this entire evening that I'll discuss later. However, for now, we must return this child to its parent. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, but I've done enough damage to that. Why don't you drop me off at the station before you go back and... No splitting up, Mr. Fry. I'm staying at the station. It's fine. Y'all three are doing fine without me, it seems. Just keep your seatbelt on. And Vale drives them to the house. (laughs) (laughs) Which honestly makes sense because you're in the Malkavian Quarter and Sunderland uh, Sunderland Street is nearby. Whereas you would have to drive all the way across town to drop Everett and all the way back. So your vehicle, uh, the, the squad car pulls around and pulls up to the house, uh, the the Kishimoto house. Uh, Doris, do you go up to the door? Does anyone join her? Everett's staying in the car. Everett literally is going to stay buckled into his seat in mm-hmm. the parked car. Evangeline would, would go up with Doris for sure. It's Val and Everett sitting in the car. She'll, she'll just watch him. Val and Everett sitting in the car. <laughs> <laughs> so Val and Everett, you have... The, these awkward moments that you know are happy for other people. But for you, you are stuck in this car, Everett having once again come into conflict with Val on a case where it was completely unjustified, and recently having the knowledge that you now know you look exactly like the previous sheriff that you know was a significant person in Val's life. What do you say or do, if anything? Val was uh, New Haven's uh, last sheriff, fellow you work with. Uh, 
Was he your dad or something? Val slowly looks at him, like giving him a moment. Are you really asking me this? The look she's she's giving him. Then she looks back out the front of the windshield, like can't look at him. Yeah, something like that. He uh he made me what I am. Is that that sire thing you were talking about? Mm-hmm. Well, if you are the poster child for vampires living under a sire and I'm the poster child for vampires without one, I'd say you did a damn fine job raising you into a capable officer. She, her jaw goes hard at that. That is, don't tell her that thing. <laughs> well, he was a, he was a fucking good man. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened. We don't have to talk about it, but I'm, you know, sorry for your loss. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I get that. So you two sit in a far more companionable silence than I think either of you expected. Not comfortable or companionable, just more companionable <laughs> than it would have been had you both just sat silently through that time. Meanwhile, Doris and Evangeline, you are going up to the door. Do you knock? Do you ring the doorbell? Do you just open it? What's your vibe with doors, Doris? Oh, um, I believe I have a... I, I have a folkloric block. So I can't cross the threshold of, the, of a home unless I'm invited in. So oh. mind you, I was already there. So, uh, but Jiro did say you could come in the last time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, no, she'd still, she'd knock. Great. So you knock, the door opens. Uh, it's Barbara. She's just like, can we help you? Did, do you want to know about more of his imaginary friends? I have your child's child. <laughs> And Barbara just <laughs> looks from Doris to Evangeline as though, like, can you explain your friend? Uh, and then at that moment, the kitten just kind of, like, pokes its head out from her shirt. Oh, holy shit. Okay, uh, just a second. Uh, I'll, I'll get Jiro up. Uh, and she, she runs upstairs hurriedly and then brings Jiro out, who's holding her hands at the top of the stairs, doing that little kid thing where he's, like, rubbing his eyes because he really was asleep for a bit. And he comes awkwardly down the stairs doing that one step, second foot to stair, one step, second foot to same stair until he gets to the bottom. And he's like, hi, you, yeah, you were, you're here? I have Mr. Kitten. Oh my God. We finally oh God. did a good thing. It's Mr. Kitten. He's like the best kitty. Oh, you got, you, oh, oh. And he like gestures to you and Evangeline to like lean down to his height because you're too high up. And he's just holding Mr. Kitty. <laughs> I in, don't like, really both have to arms. do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're close. Yeah, but Evangeline has to lean down. Evangeline will kneel. Yeah. You two are the best police officers in the whole world. Okay? You got to know that. You got to know that you're the best. And me and Mr. Kitty can have a happy life now. So thank you. And, and Doris just kind of looks at him and says, uh, can you put that in writing? Yeah, I'll tell everyone. Maybe I can. Maybe I can get on the podcast. That would be cool. Right. That that thing. Yes. And tell everyone about the friendship festival. Oh yeah, you should do a petting zoo. And like her eyes light up, and she kind of looks to Evangeline, and she's like, "We should do a petting zoo." Mister Kitten can be at it. He loves getting petted. Right? Yeah. I'll put okay, Val in I charge. I think I gotta go to bed now, but I'll bring Mr. Kitten so he can have a sleep too. Thank you. Thank you so much. Good night, uh, and Jiro. Barbara is like, thank you, legitimately. Uh, and she closes the door and they both go upstairs. And the two of you get to return to the squad car where you drive back to the sheriff's station. And today, you may not have done a great thing for the town or for each other. But you did do a pretty damn great thing for a kid named Jiro. 
This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, Del Borvik at Deltastic on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and storyteller Ryan Laplante at The Ryan Laplante on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Blood and Syrup's artwork was created by Del Borvik at delborvik.com. That's D E L B O R O V I C. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J A H Z Z A R. All of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We also have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Sleep well, my kindred. Sleep well in this world of darkness. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Sammy Boy, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Shulzari, Christian Mendez, Spot Allen, Flynn 1138, Alorain Okapi, OMG It's Big Nick, Steve Weeze, D&D and Things, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.